Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, it's Coach Freddy here, and I'm here at Locust Grove uh, Hemp Fest with uh, Brian Cushing. He's the program director, or coordinator, I should say, of Locust Grove here. Welcome, Brian. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Locust Grove and uh, what's going on here, and uh, this is my first time here. Okay, well, Locust Grove, uh, we are uh, in Louisville, Kentucky right now. At the time, we were out in the county, not actually connected to Louisville, but uh, we think the construction on the house started around 1792, and the family moved in around 1795. Its okay. main claim to fame is this is the last home of George Rogers Clark, uh, who was the guy at the head of the only professional army that was out here in this region during the Revolutionary War, basically. Um, the only didn't own the house it was uh, his little sister was married to uh, the owner and this is where he was brought in the last uh, nine years of his life to live after he couldn't take care of himself anymore uh, we've got 55 acres left of the original 694 and a half acre farm okay so. yeah yeah and so now it's more of a uh, people come out and uh, use the facility and it, it's uh, from what I understand it's free for people to come out and see uh, other than the tour of the house well yeah, a lot of times we'll have, we'll have a fee for the events just because it does cost a oh, lot to, to oh, yeah, yeah, keep exactly. the place up this one was a pretty low-cost one. Um, our primary function is, is to serve the community and educate the community. Um, and we, we, we exist on people's goodwill, basically, and their desire to have us here. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me to come out and, and uh, be part of this. It was a, a nice little crowd, kind of continual the whole day along. And, mm -hmm. and tell us a little bit more about the type of events that you have here and, uh, and the, the people can uh, participate in. Oh, some of our longest standing events, one is uh, the Gardener's Fair, and that's our biggest one, and that's in May. It's usually around Mother's Day weekend, okay. just depending on how the weekends uh -huh. fall. Uh, we've got an antiques market. It happens twice a year, once in the spring and once in the um, fall. Okay. Uh, and one of, we've got uh, several annual book sales. We get thousands of books donated every year that, that go for sale to benefit the site. Uh, one of our most fun events that we have is uh, the 18th Century Market Fair. And that's where we have Revolutionary War reenactors from both sides. We have Americans, British, Hessians, uh, you name it. Uh, and they kind of they have their camps, they do battles out in the valley, and then this whole area where we're having the hip festival day is filled with um, people who sell authentic 18th century goods and oh, things like that. great, great. So that's when the site feels most alive because it's like the history comes back to us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this was a nice little event there, and I, I you know, like participating in it. And thank Great. you very much. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, uh, and before we uh, wrap this up, uh, mm -hmm. any last little comments that you want to bring up about the Locust Grove? Well, you know, the getting involved in the whole hemp scene has been really exciting for us because it was such a part of life um, in those days. You know, in the in our core interpretation, 1809 to 1822. Um, well past that uh, and it was something that's always been problematic to incorporate because of you know all the restrictions on it so uh, once this once we kind of got hooked up with the scene and things like that and we uh, became one of the uh, test plots for Kentucky and we actually started growing hemp here it was really just a it was a great feeling of, of taking this to another level and incorporating a piece of the history that we never had been able to do before um, and 
and yeah, and, and just that completing the picture even more was just it's just been a really yeah. great experience. So you actually grew a little plot of uh, hemp. We did. We were one of him. Yeah, we're one of the Kentucky Department of Agriculture's test sites. Okay. Uh, so it's cool. very small one, and ours is for historical research. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been really great to have that element back. Well, that's picture. good. That's good. So. Well, thank you very much for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's All been right. great. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see you. Maybe even next year, I might come down. Absolutely. All awesome. Right. Take care. You too. Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, and I'm at uh, Locust Grove Hemp Festival, and I'm talking with Trey Riddle with Sunstrand. Hi, Trey. Hey, how you doing, Coach Freddie? I'm um, doing fantastic. It's a nice day here. Um, Trey, tell us a little bit about your company, uh, maybe how long you've been in business, and uh, what you guys are up to there in uh, Louisville here. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so my company, Sunstrand, uh, we've been in the space of biomaterials for about three years, and uh, about two years ago, we decided to take a big interest in, in hemp and uh, done quite a bit of R&D in that space and uh, presently have the only operating commercial industrial scale uh, decortication line in the country. And this line has been built to specifically generate uh, highly technical fibers for industrial applications. And the only one in North America that I'm aware of that can create that high quality fiber. Uh, we're a raw material provider, so we sell the, the hemp fiber and the hemp herd into a variety of technical and industrial applications, everything from uh, plastics and polymer composites to uh, filtration medium and, and acoustic insulation. Cool. Yeah, so I, I remember visiting uh, your place there a couple months ago, and I was really impressed by what you guys set up over there. So uh, who are some of your uh, people you're doing business with that are buying your products right now? Yeah. Um, it's actually, you know, fairly difficult we're, um, for the sort of typical consumer to understand where we are because we're pretty buried deep in the supply chain. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're a raw material supplier like BASF makes chemicals or Owens Corning makes glass fiber. So our customers are typically one level above us in the manufacturing supply chain. And these are large companies that make many of the things in your life but typically haven't, haven't heard too much about them. Uh, oh, I see. So that can be very challenging. But, um, but we do have some, you know, end-use applications that we're working on people with right now there's a 3d printing filament on the market that's made with hemp by a company called freedom and that's made with our hemp from here in kentucky uh we're working on a number of other applications yeah for in fact i have one of your one of those pens i got at the noco hemp expo and uh and i didn't know it was your 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 raw material yeah yeah no it's it's exciting that's that's kentucky grown hemp in that pen wow right yeah um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a wide spectrum of, of places and different companies. Um, uh, as far as ones you've heard of, um, not, probably not too many of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, where do you see your business going in, in, in the next three years? Uh, how many acres do you guys have with, uh, with farmers? Um, so, you know, one thing to remember is we're not a, a hemp company. We're a generic biomaterials company. Okay. And so um, over the next few years, hemp will have to compete with other crops uh, that we work with and others like canaf and flax from a, a fiber or and a herd or shive perspective. So I think its, it's growth uh, will be somewhat dependent on um, its compatibility and how it compares to those other materials. But I expect that hemp will, will dominate and uh, it will be the largest, um, you know, it will command the majority of that marketplace. Uh, within three years, we hope to uh, be running upwards of, uh, you know, 10 to 15 million pounds of hemp uh, into input into our line. 
So in Kentucky here, I was talking to some farmers, and uh, you can you get two crops a year here? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it, there has been some successful dual harvest. Whether or not the economics of that are panning uh-huh. out from a yield and input perspective is, is unknown. Okay. Uh, but I think cl- from a climate perspective, it is possible. So... Uh, I want to thank you for being a, a uh, contributor on the uh, iHamp Revolution Roadshow. Is there anything you would like to add about your company and what you're up to? Um, no, I mean, I think we're just excited to be in this space and uh, support it as much as we can. Uh, we do a lot of work uh, with the University of Kentucky uh, to generate uh, you know, agronomy data and best growing practices, and that's freely available to the, to the public. You can get that from the University of Kentucky. Uh, so we're just excited to see the industry grow and excited to be a part of it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Trey. Yeah, thank you, Freddie. Hey, this is Coach Freddie here. Uh, I'm at Locust Grove, and I'm here with Justice Wilson with Green Remedy. Hi, Justice. How hey, you doing? how's it going, man? Ah, great. So uh, your father is uh, one of the owners of uh, Green Remedy. Yes. And you work for them, and you're here. Uh, tell us a little bit about Green Remedy and some of their products. Well, uh, Green Remedy is a, a seed cell uh, hemp company, and that means that we basically work with uh, local farmers in the state of Kentucky, all across Kentucky, uh, that grow our hemp indoors and outdoors for us. And uh, this hemp actually... Uh, goes into products such as our 500 milligram tinctures, 135 tinctures, and our vape juices uh, that are all made, like I said, with our grown hemp with Kentucky farmers. Okay, so there's your tinctures. What other products do you make? Uh, we Well, we do not make, we, we uh, make the vape lines, like I said, like Hanky Panky, Kentucky Punch, the Evening Blend tinctures as well are all made with our hemp, and all of our other products uh, we do not manufacture ourselves. We some of them we work with uh, local uh, businesses like uh, one lady we work with uh, in Indiana. She makes our cat toys for us out of hemp, and then you know all the lotions and clothing and things are all made in America, of course, okay. and with American-grown hemp. Okay, so one of your tinctures is called Hanky Panky, huh? Uh, one of our vape juices, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Yeah, I, I I think I need some of that uh, so I can get into some hanky panky here. <laughs> Don't know? we all? Yeah, need yeah. a little hanky panky. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's one of the cool ones here. So uh, anyhow, well, uh, me and my family, Chad, uh, my brother over there, that's actually helping us today. Uh, we're from Bowling Green, but uh, Green Remedy is located in the uh, Louisville Bardstown area. That's where uh, our warehouse and uh, extraction facility is okay. at. Okay, all right. That's that's good. And so now, what are your plans uh, yourself uh, as far as you being uh, part of the company? Where do you see yourself fitting into? Right now, uh, I'm mainly doing the uh, vending circuits, which, I mean, I love doing. I mean, I get to go places, talk about products I love, and get to do my own interests as well. Uh, hopefully, maybe one day they could bring me on, uh, get to use my skills and talents as uh, maybe a media manager one day of sorts okay. get to use my skill in photography yeah I do saw some you more had some cameras here and everything yeah. you're taking pictures well that's good yeah I have uh, I've gotten through them I've gotten the chance to take some hemp photos okay which is always great I love doing it some of my some of my favorite photos have been in hemp fields actually 
So, I mean, that's always awesome, and I, I hope that in the future I could get to do more stylistic photography like that. So you've been working with them for how long now? Uh, probably been doing work for them probably the past year or so. Okay. Thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. Thank you so much, Coach. It was great seeing you again. All right. That's great. We met uh, in uh, Colorado there, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, NOCO. That was, a great, that was a great event, too. Yeah, that was really great. Uh, any last words you want to say to our audience? Well, just stay tuned to Green Remedy and see what we got coming for you guys. Thank you guys so much. All right. You take care. Hey, it's Coach Freddie here. I'm here at the Locust Grove Hemp Festival, and I'm talking with Brian Gardner with Sustain Natural Fertilizers. Hi, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing great, Coach Freddie. How you doing today? Oh, fantastic. It's good to have you here. And uh, uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about your business, uh, when you started it, and, and what you're doing with the hemp. Sure. Well, Sustain Natural Fertilizers has been in business for over 30 years. It started off as a composting company and uh, developed into an organic fertilizer company. We make the premium blend of organic and natural fertilizers. They're dry, granular fertilizers based on composted turkey litter. Oh, turkey, huh? Yep, that's cool. And so what, what products do you have uh, now? So we have a full line of dry granulated fertilizers that are sold into a number of market channels uh, into high-end turf as well as organic agriculture and nursery. We produce materials that are primarily used to supplement base fertility in organic agriculture because they're no-burn materials. So the fit with hemp growers is really for at planting and side dress materials to increase fertility to make it available when the crop needs it later in the season. Ah, okay. So how did you get into the organic gardening? Well, uh, I was uh, a scientist and I got into organic agricultural research about 20 years ago working okay. on biopesticides and biofertilizers. Uh -huh. And when I moved into the private sector, I saw that the real opportunity to improve organic agriculture was to work on product development of organic fertilizers and biologicals. Uh -huh. So right now, who is your market to, to sell your products to? So about half of our materials go into the turf market, and about a third goes into organic agriculture or nursery, okay. and the rest is in landscape and actually erosion control. And so you're hoping to penetrate into the hemp industry. Right. Correct, because again, what we are interested in is in improving soil quality uh, and plant growth. And so wherever there is a specialty crop that can benefit from added fertility and soil health improvements, that's a good place for our product to fit in that production system. So where do you see in the near future, I know there's not that much hemp planted, and we're in Kentucky here sure. now. And you guys are located in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Correct. So there's a number of states that, of course, have legalized industrial hemp. And last week I was actually at a Science of Industrial Hemp conference out in Colorado. Uh -huh. And so there we learned really about this growing market. And what we see is that in all of these states that have legalized hemp, for industrial production that there is a lot of activity about trying to figure out how to produce 
hemp efficiently for the different growing conditions. Yeah. And that's going to involve, you know, some breeding for uh, high quality seed here in the United States, which we haven't done, mm -hmm. uh, but it will also require good agronomic practices. And because a lot of the products of industrial hemp are used for CBD oil production or mixed fiber in CBD oil markets, we believe that the organic fertilizers and organic production will be a big part of that. Ah, great, because that's, that's a big part of it, people's knowledge. Uh, organic is where, the way to go. I, I think so, because, you know, fundamentally, anything that people are going to be consuming, they want to reduce their uh, contact with pesticides yeah. and herbicides and the and like. And your company is very is really needed, so I commend you on really what you're doing. I love it. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution podcast. And before we go, is there anything that you would like to add about you or your company? Uh, all I'd say is that if people are interested in finding out more about organic fertilizers for whatever crop, but particularly hemp, look us up on the web at sustain.com, S-U-S-T-A-N-E.com. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. Have a great day. Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, and I'm here at the... Uh, Locust Grove Hemp Fest in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm talking to Janet with Summer Shade Soap Company. Hello, Janet. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. You, you have all kinds of soaps here. Tell us a little bit about your business, how you got started, and how long ago was that? We started about four years ago after the death of my sister, who was an ER physician for 27 years in Indianapolis. In the last several years of her life, she took a lot of the toxins and chemicals out of her life, tried to live as natural of a lifestyle as she could, and she ended up having th at least three more really good quality years um, to her life before she passed away from cancer in 2012. Um, she had told us many years ago that she knew that the rise of terminal illnesses and chronic illnesses in her medical opinion was a direct result of the chemicals and toxins in our environment that we put on our skin, put in our bodies through our foods also and my son and I started trying to take a lot of the toxins and chemicals out of our lives and started making soaps and lotions, um, a number of different products many years ago and now it's just turning into a business. People are wanting to get the toxins and chemicals out of their lives also and we've been able to help them do that. Well that's great. I see you have some hand soap. What are some of the products that you have? Well one of the main products that we have here today is our earthbound soap which is our hemp soap. We have hemp seed oil in most of our products but the earthbound soap has the highest content of hemp seed oil and also pine tar in it which is a very very healing and nourishing soap. We have soaps that are good for a lot of uh, skin issues like acne, eczema, rosacea, psoriasis. We use essential oils that target a lot of skin conditions. Uh, we have baby soaps. We have an all-natural bug spray, hand sanitizers, lotions, scrubs. We even do all-natural laundry soaps and dishwasher soaps, trying to get as many chemicals out of our lives as we can. Yeah, and that was why we were really impressed with the, uh, the laundry detergent here that... Uh uh, I don't know if I should call it detergent. Or well, I would call it soap because the detergent, you know, it, 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 yeah. really has, you know, is a chemical-laden product. Ah, so I better wash my tongue. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we won't make you do that yeah, right no, now, no, though. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, 
So you've been in business for three years. Yes. It's you and your son? Yes. And your son's name is? It's Stephen. Stephen, okay. And your last name is? Is Spalding. Spalding, okay. Yes. All right. And uh, so where do you see your business in, let's say, three years uh, from now? Uh, well, actually, we are working with some investors right now. We'd like to put together a full uh, brick-and-mortar store that would be a Histolic Apothecary. Mm-hmm. In addition to the soaps and the products, so we can bring a lot more uh, natural healing products um, through tinctures, through salves, um, through so many products that people are going and taking all these antibiotics and so on. When there are so many natural remedies that are so much better for you and much more effective than a lot of the chemicals and processes that we put in our bodies now. Yeah, exactly. You sell online? We what, sell what, online. What's your website? It is uh, summershadesoap.com. Okay. And uh, they can order online and uh, get shipped to them? You can order in- online. We can ship anywhere in the world. Um, okay. The online business is growing leaps and bounds. And even when we go into a full histolic apothecary and soap company, all of our products will be available online worldwide. Oh, fantastic. Any last things you want to talk about or say about your business? I really just want people to take a good, hard look at the things that you're putting in your bodies, on your bodies, and I think we need to make a lot of changes, you know, yeah. for the for our environment, uh, for ourselves, and for our families. So people got to clean up their life, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and clean it up with summer shade soap, right? <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you for being a guest. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.